0: Welcome back to another episode of Simply Stogies presents Clear the Air, the Simply Stogies After Show. I'm your host, Tim, and this is a great episode. Not only because James and Nick are not here, kind of miss them a little bit, don't tell them. That's a secret between me and you. Uh, But we do so many things throughout the year that we don't always get to get the information, get the content out to you. So that's what this episode of Clear the Air is all about. We have two parts, part A, part B. The first part is going to be uh, an interview that uh, James and Nick did with Peter Graziano, uh, president of the Metropolitan Cigar Society. We're gonna watch that real quick and then we're gonna come back and I'll introduce to you the second interview that we're going to do.
1: Uh, welcome to this special uh, part of whatever episode this is on. Like, I don't time travels hard, guys. Uh, I'm James. Nick Cirrus is here with me. Nick, welcome. Uh, Thank you, how James. Are you? How are you? This I'm afternoon? doing well.
2: Doing well. It seems like we're seeing a lot more of each other on I know. Zoom. So yes. much work.
1: <laughs> oh, you have no idea. It's just going to get yeah. worse as we get closer to the uh, trade show. Uh, but we're here because we got a special guest. From the lab. So, so when you're watching the show on YouTube uh, and you see Nick uh, sitting in this nice, big, comfy leather chair and he's got the paintings behind him and and he looks very comfortable and relaxed, where are you, Nick? Because you're not at home. No, sir. Uh, My home away from home
2: since I have moved back to Jersey has been a club that is near and dear to my heart. It's the Metropolitan Cigar Society. And uh, I'm glad to be back in a way full time. I mean, I've kind of always been a member, um, a little history of the club that I'm sure our guests will talk about. But I was one of the original guys that we used to kind of get together and go to a, uh, a different restaurant and get to smoke. This is when you could smoke and uh, eat. And Jersey's got a lot of great places and we used to freak with them. And there was a group of about a dozen or so in the beginning and it grew from there. And then I moved to Florida, and then they stopped the laws and this and that. And so in order to survive, they had to go not underground, but actually become a private club. And uh, let me welcome, James, if you don't mind, Absolutely. to our broadcast, Mr. Peter Graziano, the president of the Metropolitan Cigar Society that's been established since nineteen ninety-four. And oddly enough, it was only two years. I started smoking cigars in nineteen ninety-two. So I was early in my career. So I've been smoking for a while. And it's kind of been there and grown with me as well. Welcome to the show, Pete.
3: Thanks, Nick. And uh nice to meet you, James. Yeah, I actually started smoking around ninety-seven, Nick. So I was right after oh, you. Oh, okay. And then uh, you know, following up you know, later I started to really get into, I just started, you know, testing the, the waters then, but, so I've been smoking about that long. So. cool, um, cool. But um, thanks for having me today, guys. Uh, I've been the, the president for uh, Metro cigar for over seven years now. Uh, you know, on the board for almost 10 and uh, you know, one of the co-owners we have a, you know, a 4,200 square foot building um, not a, not a standalone building, but a 4,200 square foot uh, location that is completely, uh, you know, decorated or configured for smoking cigars 24 seven. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm real happy to be here. I'm trying to, you know, let everybody know what the club's all about. You know, Nick's been doing a great job for me on his podcast, but I, I had asked about getting on yours and, you know, talking face to face. So
1: no, I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on, uh, Peter. It's very nice to meet you. I guess my my first question is: So you said you started smoking cigars in '97. Uh, how long has the shop been over? You said it, it was founded in '94, right?
3: Well, the club was founded in '94. Okay, in a pizzeria with a with a group of guys, you know, getting together, and every month they got together and they had cigars and food and camaraderie, and it grew a little bit more, a little bit more. You know, got the 12 guys like three or four years later, and then um, they had five women, and then basically, um, it grew so big that we had to get certain rooms uh, you know aligned with it, and we ended up at the Bethwood, and then we went finally to the um, you know, place in Patterson. Uh, oh god, um, Brownstone, the Brownstone nice. Patterson. And then we stayed there, and we had 40, 50 guys uh, every month and uh, until the smoking ban arrived. And that's when we built that club, the, the, this club. You know, the founding uh, father, Dan McCarthy, God rest his soul, him and a bunch of guys got together and said, let's build this place um, and, you know, buy in, you know, from an investment standpoint. So we started with 50 owners, and everybody bought into the club. And we built it on 20 cents on a dollar because there was a lot of smoke eaters and and smoking materials available, and we had a lot of volunteer help and you know to build out the walls and we got chairs on this on sale at some of the hotels and that type of thing, and ended up becoming a really nice place. and that I got involved. I was one of the last ones to become an owner. you know
1: Wow and out of I've that loved out, ever out, since. Out of those original 50, how many are still? how many are still a uh, part of the club?
3: Um, I, I'm, I'm down to about 35 owners right now, but they're we had a, uh, allowed more ownership. So I'm thinking about maybe 20, 25,
1: so maybe half. That's still pretty yeah, good. That's And, and the good. reason
3: that the reason they're not owners anymore, they sold their ownership because they moved out of state. Right. A lot of them, some passed away, but you know, most of them are out of state or, you know, health issues or whatever, you know, But, uh, you know, like I said, there's, you know, in fact, one of the family members just came in, John Cito. We have our board meeting tonight, and that's why I'm here. And uh, he's got a lot of history with the club as well as other individuals on the board from the start, you know. So, well, I
2: think what's important is the fact that the Metropolitan really, in my, I I think it's more than my opinion. It really served as a model for a lot of the private clubs that have been popping up. I mean, remember, 92, 94 was like beginning of the cigar boom. The 90s were, everybody was smoking. So that's when it all started. But over the next almost three decades, a lot of clubs and even a lot of shops have done the private element of a club which didn't exist. Yeah. So I think that's an important factor that it's probably if not the oldest private club still, you know, going, uh it's one of the first.
3: Yeah. I I I believe it is and I don't think anybody's re, rebutted that when I keep saying it. So um and we're world renowned in, in fact we have contacts in, you know, various countries. A good friend of mine owns a club in Croatia. So there's people all over the world that know about the metropolitan and, and some of them have been here. So, um, so, we have so t- reciprocation around the country and around the world.
1: Okay. So uh, do you partner with other clubs? If you're a member of this club, you can come into the metropolitan. We, uh,
3: we've been, uh, cleaning that list up to try and qualify, but we have uh representation in like in, I'll give you an example, fat Buddha's in Arizona. Um, they have a private club. They do sell a little bit, but they're more private. And we, I've been there actually. It's a real nice club. And they have a reciprocation. We have a couple of uh, places in Florida. Uh, we have some in Chicago, uh, along the East Coast. Uh, just check our website. You'll see some of them. And um, I don't really want to have a reciprocation from a retail shop that anybody can walk in the public wise. Right. They try to get it for the private sector so that. You know, when you come in, you show your Metro card, I set up a reciprocation. If they want to come in our club, they have to, you know, contact us. But it works out pretty good. And there's not a lot of people coming into our club and vice versa, but there is a couple people that enjoy that process. So that's one of the benefits.
1: Sure. One of the benefits if you're a club member and you're traveling, yep. there's other clubs you can go into and enjoy kind of the same privileges. Right. So yeah, that makes that makes sense. What do club members get like so let's say i wanted to become a club member i lived in jersey i'm like hey i want to i want to become a club member i want to hang out with nick more often like what what's the process look like
3: so there's i'm going to just talk about two two basic membership types right there's the unlimited 24 hour access to the club the unlimited visits and then there's the traveler that maybe works in the area that lives a little outside the area that wants to come on, on occasion once or twice a month or whatever. So they're they're priced comparable, right? So <clears throat> if you want to join, there's a website, you go on, you do an application, it gets sent to the membership director. We we uh, you know basically say, okay, I got your application. We vet the uh, the person at our board meeting through the you know a, a simple one-on-one talking to the person and see where the who is their sponsor make sure that they're valid, you know, membership member type. And then, um, and then we uh, basically give them an access card and they have 24 hour, everybody has 24 seven access, but we never close. The only thing is we don't have no one working here. So it's a volunteer situation and there's a lot of things that have to be dealt with, so to speak. Right.
1: Well, yeah, it's still like any lounge where, uh the ashtrays have to be clean glasses have to be put away all, our biggest all challenge
3: a biggest challenge is cleanliness right james so <laughs> you know your mother doesn't live here so clean up after yourself that's i keep i have signs you know but it doesn't matter we still have every clock i to club, you, Dick?
1: You every no, talking to you. you know
2: i was going to re- say
3: Every club I've been to has the same issue. It's not just the Metro. Right.
2: I got to say, everyone's pretty good. In my experience, they all kind of self-police. If I see somebody leave, I'll be the first to say, Hey man, what do you think? I'm going to clean up after you. You tell them once in a nice way. And if they do it again, you're a little bit more firmer. And there are those people that don't do it, but you check them a few times they realize. So it's, it's good because, Everybody kind of checks themselves because the there is pressure. nobody. Yeah. And there is nobody cleaning up after you. So you got to clean. It's your place. So you got to treat it like it's
1: yours. Yeah. Well, you would think that having the membership fees, like people would have a little more skin in the game and I need to take care of this place. But yeah, I mean, it's it their
3: club. It's not my club. It's right. their club, you know? Right. And that's so how I me- treat it.
1: So tell me a little bit, uh, and I'm sure Nick can can jump in here as well, but tell me a little bit about what the club looks like. We'll put up, uh, you know, a nice 30-second uh, uh, video of, of the club thereabouts what you're talking about But tell me a little bit about what the inside of the club looks like uh, just so our listeners can maybe get a feel for it.
3: So when you walk in, there's a s- small lobby area that has seating. It's kind of like a double-door entry. So that if you have deliveries, we don't want anybody coming into the club and be impacted by the smoke, right? But you walk in, you, the, the main lounge is the first section. There's three basic sections. You have a lounge area with TVs, ashtrays. Every, there's plenty of ashtrays. We have about 30 lounge, like club chairs, leather club chairs, sure. um, four, four big screen TVs and a projection system in the back. So you walk in, there's a lounge, TV room, they have a small room up front where we call that the quiet room. There's like four big chairs in there. You want to go read a book or have a little small meeting. Then you walk back in. There's a kitchen, full uh, full functioning kitchen with ice machine, refrigerator, dishwasher, uh, candy and soda machine. And then we go into the game room where we have dominoes, darts, um, card tables, game tables, another two TVs. And then the back hallway goes into the lounge. We have another huge lounge in the back that we use for events as well. We used to have a monthly event, but now we have six events a year. We basically bring in a a cigar host. We have meals, you know, catered meals, and we we promote the brand. So as an example, Nick's done a a branding uh, event with us last year. We've had Protocol in. We've had Tatawahe. General Cigar is a big support of our club we've had other niche cigar companies i've got connections about i don't know dozen or two uh of cigar manufacturers and hosts good good rapport with a lot of the ambassadors you know so let me
1: let me ask you let me ask you a question about that (coughs) because uh you know knowing shop owners and and you know your regular lounge owners I know how much uh, of a hassle it can sometimes be to plan these events and get get right. the rep to come in and bring cigars. But, you know, yeah. because it's like, no, you're just going to buy the cigars. They don't want to do, um, I think, it's the consignment, like, you'll just pay for whatever I sell. It's, no, if I'm going to do an event, like, it's X amount of boxes, you know, that kind of thing. So, you don't have a shop. This is just a private club. Right. How do so- you— how do you get them to come in? Like how, what does that process look like? Is is it kind of a hassle sometimes? Cause they're hesitant. Well, like
3: norm- normally we, uh, we include in the price of admission is a cigar to sample. And then they have a vendor that comes in with a retail shop associated with them. Okay. And they sell at a discount and they sell bundles mix and match boxes so that they can try all the various, uh, you know, selections of that, Vendor,
1: sure, that makes but sense. James, w-
2: what I would say is, as a manufacturer, the reason why manufacturers would want to and actually sometimes clamor to come to a place like this. You are talking. We usually cap it to like fifty guys because right. it's you know it's just you don't want everybody to be on top of each other. It's a pretty good sized room, uh, but w- but it's a comfortable room, and you basically get the opportunity to be in front of fifty people that are real, real cigar guys that are paying for a membership, which means they got to be serious cigar. These, this isn't your, your golf, you know, uh, on the golf course guy right. or or the weekend smoker. These are all serious cigar smokers. So these people go to their shops. So for somebody like myself or a lesser known brand, you know, I'm hoping these guys will go to the shops and go, hey, I tried this cigar. Do you carry it? Will you carry it? And the And the bigger guys they're just getting it out to them as well. So I think it's a win-win. And for years, it's never been a problem, you know, having people come. I, Good. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I in li- have not.
3: In, I, in line with that, James, is when we, you know, when we set up these events, they're discounted fees, right? For the, But we also have discounts at various retails around the area so that when you walk in, you're paying, you know, a little less for the cigar as a member, no matter what. And then- that's that's a benefit, right? We have uh, online discount programs with like Atlantic Cigars that you get a VIP for free, which is worth about sixty bucks a year. Uh, and then there's two other things I'd like to mention about the club itself that I didn't bring up yet is we have probably the best air filtration system in any of them, and that is key. That because is true. When you leave this place, you don't smell like a you don't have to. Your eyes aren't burning. We have high ceilings. We have on-demand air filtration, three of them, actually, three separate for each room that is motion sensor. So it doesn't run all the time. It runs when somebody walks in and we refresh, we bring in fresh air, we pull out the bad air and it's maintained every month. The other big asset to this club is our locker room. We have 190 lockers and that room is the only room you can't smoke in and that's completely humidified. It's done with a wireless uh, app that we keep control. So if something happens to the humidification, you know, levels, it it, it uh, notifies me and the guy that manages the locker room because we have people that have specific duties, right? I've delegated a lot of duties because the, the president was really the one that did everything in the past. Now I've delegated pieces of it, like as such as that, you know. And the locker room, the the, the sticks stay very well in there and you can put your liquor in there and it's all BYOB. Place is a BYOB place.
1: Yeah. Well I you know it's interesting that you talk about the air filtration system because there aren't <laughs> there are lounges around the country that don't have that. You walk out and you smell like a cigar. Yeah. And there's but there's only a couple that I can think of off the top of my head where when you walk out, like you can barely tell.
3: I mean we also have these um on demand air handlers that if it gets really smoky just pull everything out and it's on a timer so like if you got 50 guys in a room and all everyone's right. smoking a cigar it can get a little smoky so i just turn that on and it pulls all the air out it's great the caveat is that if it's cold out or hot out you're going to bring in hot or cold air and an hvac system now works but everybody's adjusted to that and it's great i mean I, I only on the real 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 cold days and on the real 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 hot you know and there's a handful of those a year Oh yeah, you know we don't get ten degrees here. You know, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. You still get snow though, right? Well, yeah, oh, but we, we the get problem. plenty.
3: I'd yeah. rather have snow than ten <laughs> degrees. You know.
1: Well that, yeah, we get like minus thirty-two here, so I don't want to. I know. Well, yeah, and,
3: and if it gets up to like ninety-five here, which is rare, right, it can get a little warm in here. But I got fans. I got other options, and guys come in shorts, and you know we do have a dress code. You know, dress casual but neat right. elegant
1: you know yeah absolutely so uh, you've already talked about some of the benefits of joining the metropolitan uh talk about all the benefits like what all do you get you've talked about you know you get the space it's it's great you get discounts uh, around the area and even with some online retailers you get their vip right. membership to uh, atlantic cigar what else do you get when you join the metropolitan
3: so One of the other things that's not cigar related, but a benefit is we have a number of business professionals that are part of the club, such as uh, a shooting range. I'll I'll just give you an example. Gun for Hire is one of the shooting range. He's one of the members, he's the owner. He gives a discount on their membership for if you're a member here. There's a gym, right? We get a discount on gym memberships. We get a discount on services such as um, security. We have a security system guy, right? If you got real estate, he'll knock a couple points off your real estate. So anything that you need from a service standpoint, we have somebody in the club that probably will give you a better deal.
1: So it's like knowing a guy. I know a guy.
3: Uh, well, that that's kind of like one of my caveats. I know I got a guy. And yeah. everybody comes to me and if I don't have it, then there's another guy that I know that probably has it. So between, you know, the seven degrees of separation. Well, you're looking at one of them, so yeah, you're looking you at know. one of them. Yeah, I mean, Mike, you know, I, I'm i part of a lake association too, and they they always ask me, I need somebody. I got a guy. I, give it I got a people. guy.
1: Don't worry about it. I got a I mean, guy. We've
3: got we've got professionals. We've got contractors. We've got floor guys. We've got, um, you know, painters. We got everything. You know, we've got guy that owns Food Town. You know, a couple of retail food chains. You know, all kinds of connections in the in the marketplace. Right, so that's people don't realize that you don't just join the club to go place to smoke. And that's what I want to get across. We just don't join this club just to smoke inside, right? You can smoke at your house a lot of times, right? But you know what? The camaraderie here, the networking you get, the, the, you know, the events that we have, you know, we run a golf outing every year really at a country club. And again, we have a, a lake event when every year we have a Christmas, you know, holiday event. Really specific stuff that you get as a member. And it's, you know, it just all blends in for that. And again, I'll go back. The price of our club is probably the cheapest club in the country. Uh, And I've been looking around and I haven't found anybody that's cheaper than us.
2: It's very well priced, James. And, and there's people always make fun of New Jersey, right? And, and yeah. the accent and this and that. But you know what? What is the t- like? Let about, me tell you something. Don't no, about I know it. a guy. I know a guy. When I think of New Jersey, I think I hey, think- and I know a guy. And you know what? That's what New Jersey. I mean, you could say a lot of bad things about New Jersey, but you know what? There are some good things. There are people here like, you know, having lived in New Jersey and having also lived in Florida for 20 plus years, it's night and day. I mean, I love the weather of Florida. But there's no roots. Nobody has roots there. If you're there five years, you're considered, you know, uh, that you were born there. It's just that people are very transient in other parts of the country. New Jersey's not like that, so you can't just go in there try to scam a few people. Because if you do, you're going to get found out, and somebody's going to take you out back. You know, it's one of those type of things. So with a club, I want to just reiterate: any club in the country, the most important thing to me is the people, the host, the environment. But second, and a very close second, is the filtration system. Because I'm all over the, the country, the world, and it drives me nuts when I go into a place. And, you know, when I come home, my wife looks at me goes, oh, you weren't at the club today. She'll know whether I went uh-huh. to it or not. I don't want to mention yeah. the other club. But she'll know because she can f- smell it, yeah, you know.
3: The, clothes, the eyes burning, the whole thing, right?
2: So those are two really important things for any club. If you're thinking about starting a club or becoming an affiliate of this one, um, those are the two most important things to get people in your club. The right camaraderie, hosting, and fellowship, and filtration.
1: Well, absolutely. I think it, it boils down to, and this is just my two cents, and you two can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you go to a lounge, you go to a cigar lounge, you go to that lounge, you keep going back to that lounge because you like the guys that are there and you like to have the conversations with those guys. The club is no different. And so when you're vetting people who want to become members, you're really looking at, okay, this is the culture that we've built. These are all the guys we have. Is this person going to be a good fit? Because at this point, it's not really about the money. It's more about are they going to be a good fit? What are they going to add to what we have? And, and are they going to bring something to the table as well and not just money? Right? Am I wrong?
3: No, absolutely. You're exactly I mean, right. Yeah. You're exactly right. And, and the key is, too, one of the other things that I, I'll bring up, because a lot of these places that have the private clubs are like just one big room. Yeah. It get a little noisy and you get a lot of interruptions. I've got multiple rooms where if you want to have a little business meeting, you can go in a back room and have a little business meeting with your your clients there's guests allowed, you know, there's guest fees. It's on an honor system. And then, you know, you can have a meeting, bring in some food, bring in some, you know, something to drink and, 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 uh, have a, have a cigar and talk business. Right. Or if you want to bring in like a group of 10 guys in the back and play cards, you can go back there and, and nobody's going to bother you. You know, cause I, you know, I got a, about a, over 180 members right now. All right. Holy crap.
1: That's yeah. a lot of members.
3: Well, yeah. So, and um, you know, a combination of like what I told you, you know, and there's some corporate memberships I have, we've got uh, travelers, there's an associate level, which is like part-time, but sure. it's still, you know, it's a little less than the unlimited. And then, uh, you know, I have complimentary for some of the people that support me like Nick and other uh, retail guys that I'll, I'll give them a, like my electrician example. I have a guy, he's a friend, a good friend of mine. He does all my electrical work and he's got to compliment you because he doesn't charge us anything hardly. I give him a, a box of cigars. He's happy, you know, like, right. And, and when he retires, he's going to be a member and he's going to be coming a lot more. So, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, we no, set up.
1: And that's, that, yeah. And that's great. Cause you're building. It, it, it's great. It's yeah. reputation building for you and your in the metropolitan right. and it's networking and it's getting things done kind of old school right like the way it used to be like hey man if you do this for me i'll I'll get this for you kind of thing and it, I, I like that i like that a lot yeah i'm an, I'm an old soul so i like that oh, the, like all those traditions and you have a great tradition you've been around since 1994 uh this is a club now, you don't allow you, there's no like visitors pass or anything you got to know somebody to get in exactly. so like if you're traveling through jersey guys don't think you can stop in here because you can't uh, you got to know somebody, uh, and you can be a guest, but otherwise you're not getting in, to throw you out.
3: If anybody wants to see the club, you know, they can call up and, and request a visit and we'll set up an appointment. In fact, I'm going to be revamping my website to allow that to be done with a calendar. And it's going to give somebody the opportunity to come and visit on a, a scheduled basis and, you know, that works. We're also we're going to be running an open house in October this year, Nick. And I don't think you know about this, but we're going to do a street fair the week before in Caldwell, which is down the road. And mm-hmm. we bought a, a booth, so to speak, but it's outside. We can smoke cigars. We're going to set up a place with lounge chairs and we're going to show the people about our cigar club. And then the week after, we have an open house. We're going to have food. Anybody can come in and check out the club.
1: Uh, what week is that?
3: Uh, it's the second week in October
1: there you go second week in october i
3: think it's the second saturday i'm not sure but it'll be on the website way before you know
1: give us the website so people can go check it out it'll be in the show notes as well guys so it's
3: www.metrocigar.com
1: there you go metrocigar.com uh and that'll be uh uh in the show notes as well so you don't have to like write it down uh, Nick, like, what do you have to say about the club? Like, I, you can't ta- stop talking about it. You talked about it uh, a few times on the podcast. You're like, hey, I'm at the Metro, like, this place is awesome. What do you got? Well, what what do you got for us, Here's what I got to say,
2: especially um, for somebody who can't smoke in their own home, and New Jersey not being the warmest state coming from Florida, there's a lot of indoors, and especially right. in the wintertime. Yeah. So, where else can you go? You can either be part of a lounge, um, a private lounge at a retail store, and that's a nice benefit. But for me, because of my long history uh, with the club, I feel like I'm vested. Like, yeah, you know, I've been there since the beginning. So it's and it's tied to my whole being of being a cigar guy. I started smoking around the same time. I I became a member of the club. Uh, smoking became so central to my life. It became my business. It wasn't just my hobby. It's my, my business. And like people say, I'd live, breathe, and do everything cigars. You know, that's that's what I do. And I enjoy. And I do believe that's it's my religion. You know, I believe there's something magical about that leaf. And it brings people together. And any place where people can get together and have a cigar, everything is on the wayside. And I do firmly believe that clubs across the country are great shops that have lounge areas are better than just buying and picking them up and going Uh, you know, that's why you should always support your, your local brick and mortar. I mean, yeah, people get better prices and discounts online, but there is a value to being able to sit and meet people and enjoy a cigar in a social setting. Look, everyone wants to have a cigar every now and then by themselves and decompress but for me, it's about being with other people. And what I did miss about New Jersey is that I had a bunch of friends that I still kept in touch with. And I came back and, you know, it was like like I never left. Reconnected, you know? So right? yeah. reconnected and and made new friends. And uh, it's a great place. And I think uh, I cannot say enough. You're right. And I love the fact that I do my my uh, podcast Uh, broadcasting from there because I like to smoke when I'm talking about cigars. So it's perfect for me. And And anytime I can give it some, some uh, you know, some press, I like to do it.
3: So that, that leads into what I, the, the perfect lead in to that is there's a lot of people here that have knowledge of cigars, not just, you know, they smoke one cigar type. You can talk to a number of these guys, they know all about the various brands and and types and compositions and structure, all kinds of cigar, more information that I could ever remember, you know, and if I need to ask somebody about a cigar, they'll tell me if it's this or that, you know, and they know the compositions and we get that information spread across, you know, whoever wants it, right? And that's, I think some of that stuff is invaluable. You know,
1: know, absolutely. I think, I think with a, you know, you go to a cigar lounge, there's always that one guy that knows a ton. But when you go to a cigar club and you're part of a cigar club, these are people who are obviously passionate about it. They're paying to have a little bit of that exclusivity, uh, as my uh, friend uh, Randy would say, uh, you know, he doesn't have to sit with the pops. Uh, You know, he's got guys around him who enjoy the leaf. And who want to pay for that exclusivity like he does, uh, and you get to meet a, a bunch of great people like yourself, Pete, uh, like like you know all the guys you know. I know a guy, you know a lot of guys, uh, and, and so I think that's I think that's worth the money if you're in the Jersey area, uh, and you you live there or you travel through there quite frequently, and you need a place to to smoke a cigar, uh, MetroCigar.com. Uh, you can apply there. Uh, the board will will vet you, so don't 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 be a troll because uh, they'll 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 vet you out pretty quick but pete thank you very much for coming on nick thanks for setting this up
3: i appreciate the opportunity james and nick thanks for setting thank, this
2: up. thank you so much pete I'm no glad it's we got awesome you
1: on. I, I you know uh, I, I i looked at the video it looks like a super nice place uh you guys got to check it out uh when you're there uh maybe uh maybe email nick and be like hey nick are you going to the club today can i maybe come hang out with you for a minute no, don't hey,
2: listen I'd, yeah. no, listen, I'd be happy if somebody is in the area, I'd be happy to personally, if I'm in town, personally take them and give them a tour of the place, you know, let them see. If you live in New Jersey, there really is, Pete uh, touched on it, there is no better value for what you get literally 24-7. You have an access card, you can go there anytime, day or night, and it's your place. It's like... extension of your home where you can smoke at least that's the way i treat it and i think everybody else does there as well
1: well yeah and you don't want to smell like a cigar when you come home that's
2: awesome that's
1: it Pete graziano thank you so much uh i appreciate it that was a great interview with james nick and peter i really enjoyed listening
0: to that i hope you did as well now you get to listen to the interview that i did with brian bolin and his wife in the background as you'll see towards the end of the Smoldering Cigar Lounge in Livermore, Iowa. This is to accompany the written review that I did on simplystogies.com. If you haven't checked out that review, please do. Uh, Great lounge, great people. Hopefully you get the same impression. Welcome to another episode of Simply Stogies Presents Clear the Air, but this is a very special episode because James is not here. I am, with a very special guest. It is the owner, or one of the two owners, actually, of the Smoldering Cigar Lounge in Livermore, Iowa, Brian Bolin. Thank you for coming on. Now, Shauna, your wife.
4: Yes. Right next door. Right next door.
0: Doesn't want to come on the camera. No,
4: but she is very beautiful and very knowledgeable in cigars, so
0: come on up and see us. Absolutely. So, we got here right when you opened, at noon. We walked in the door and it is several hours later, and we're still here because this has just been a blast. I've got a lot of pictures, a lot of, uh, I think, kind words that I'll put in a cigar review on, or a lounge review on simplystogies.com, so look forward to that. But uh, Brian, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I uh,
4: haven't really been into cigars for very long. It's been more of a I don't know five year progress. I guess of in it a lot of research and development in myself of finding and researching cigars. And when I uh, found out that uh, the the absolute love for them, the 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 enjoyment, the relaxation that came with it, I, I I fell in love with the relaxation of it more than anything else than the cigars itself. So I decided I wanted to present that to other people. And so I built a cigar store and a lounge that would accommodate the relaxation, the ambiance of uh, uh, community so that we all feel very close, um, welcoming with no matter what kind of cigar you're smoking to enjoy. And that's that's what I kind of want to present. The, just the idea, of the fact that we, we want to make a, a travel point because we are so far away that you can come here relax enjoy share some great stories smoke a really great cigar that that no matter what it is yeah a destination a, lounge yes like a said. destination lounge absolutely and 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 that was the most important thing when i decided to build this store so I, I i built it with the help of my family and we we put this all together mostly in my head so they A lot of frustration for them because it's hard to
0: put blueprints out of my head into a piece of paper. Yep, you you were kind enough to show me some of your blueprints. (laughs) So um, Yeah, so hopefully if others uh, make the trip up here or over here, down here, whichever direction they're going, hopefully they get to check out the uh, book of history, how this place came into existence. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And then,
4: you know, I've done a lot of researching on cigars and made sure that I carried good cigars. In here, that would bring people here. That is something that you wouldn't find at other places, along with some of the other mainstream ones. But it wasn't really as much as it is about cigars. It wasn't as much about cigars. Mm-hmm. It was more about being able to sit down with like-minded people that want to smoke cigars, and that's pretty much it. it, it I don't. We don't care about anything else your background whatever's going on in the world it, you just come in here and relax it, and you find a great cigar in my humidor that I built, I built from scratch and and you sit down in our lounge and and you smoke and talk about it and 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 then you realize before you know it we're 4 hours into it and we we don't know what happened to the day yeah no and that's it, what you want to find out
0: I was going to say, cause, uh, we've been talking all day and I didn't realize that your cigar journey is only five years young. Mm-hmm. Like that's completely crazy to me because we sat, we spent some time in the humidor. You walked me through the product that you carry and you're super knowledgeable and you gave me pointers and, and all that. So I spend how... a lot of time researching Yeah,
4: and I spend a lot of time and, and, and even though it's only five years young, you know, I've, my dad used to smoke cigars. I, I grew up in that, that ambiance of it. And, of course, as we're growing up, we always try different things. And, you know, I smoke cigars. But I never really got into it about, about then. And so it's just, you know, it's just the love of it. And when, and when you love it, you find a passion for it. And I, wanna, I don't want to keep that. I want to share that with people and make sure that they understand that it's just the love of cigars it's just the love of the the community that we all create being together no matter yeah. who we are or what we are as a person and 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 that's what I'm trying to create more than anything else and that's what I found in my research and development of cigars and 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 just the pure joy of smoking multiple cigars so I can find
0: ones that fit. I mean, that's the right, great joy right. of it. The research part yeah, of it and get to smoke like, yeah. cigars. Absolutely. So five years you start and then uh, you're smoking cigars. You're doing your research. Three years later, if I if my math is yep, correct, you're about right, um, yep. you decide um, to open up this lounge right here. And it's still a, a work in progress. Yes, right? it is. Yep. Um, so this is a small town. Mm-hmm. Uh in, I would say, northern Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, population of 300-ish. Yep, 300-ish, yep. And it's really, when you're driving from the big city here, you're going from big town to little town, and you're not sure what to expect. That's correct.
4: And, and, and that's what I actually look forward to. Because when you drive through our town, it's a nice little town, don't get me wrong, but it's a small town. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a, a, a perception of what you might think is coming in here. But I want, when I built this lounge, I wanted to make it so that when you walk through the door, you were transported into some other place than where you're at. And you forget that you actually drove as far as you did to get here. And that you feel very relaxed the minute you walk in the door with the type of woodwork I put in here and the and the air you know the airflow and the the, the constant movement of, of of things to talk about with the lighting or the just the way I built the store in general. Um, mm-hmm. It, it and, transports you into another place than where you're actually at. Yep. That's what
0: I was looking for. And and you did all of this your, yourself with the help of family and friends. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's that's the thing. Like when you see the storefront, it's you know small town, been yep. around for hundreds of years. Yep. Um, so you get one impression, and then you walk in, and it's just absolutely wow. It, it's not what you expect. And then you're instantly greeted, and like I said, we've been here all day. It's like Cheers, Norm. It's, it's like Cheers. It's like Norm. <laughs> uh, this is one of the first lounges that I've actually walked into, and within minutes, I've almost felt, almost kind of get that I'm part of the family feeling. You know, I'm. You know, talk a little bit about that if you could. Well so that's that's
4: obviously very important for me uh you can buy cigars anywhere obviously online or anywhere and so when you make the trip up here the importance is me and my wife work the store and we really don't have anybody else that works it um i I make sure to always walk in the humidor with everybody and and not to sell anything but just to go through flavor profiles different styles of cigars. I try to make a profile on every single person that comes in here. Um, you yep. try to, to try Sized to us narrow up
0: instantly. We're criminals.
4: Yep. <laughs> to, to try to narrow down what they like, yeah. because that's, that's where it starts at. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you feel very comfortable with what you bought and then you're sitting down and you're comfortable with what you bought and you're, and you're in an atmosphere that's very soft, very quiet, very uh, easy to sit in. Um, you, you just feel more open. You feel like you're able to talk. You're enjoying what you, the money that you spent, no matter how much it is. Um, you feel like you're getting everything you're worth. And,
0: and that's kind of what I wanted to present here. What's the, uh, in, in your humidor, it's not the largest humidor in nope. Iowa or anywhere else, but it is by no means small. Uh, in my opinion, I think you've got plenty of room to even grow. What are some of the brands that you carry and why do you choose some of those brands to carry? Well, I carry uh, LH.
4: Our favorite. Yep, our favorite. Um, I carry LH because of the wide variety of the cigar. And that pretty much sets the precedence of them all. Uh, I carry Placentia, Olivier, um, Blanco. Mm-hmm. He, he makes a great cigar. Um, Martinez. Um, these are... And uh, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Drew Estates. And uh, I also, you know, I carry a lot of General Cigars, which is your Cohibas, your, your Macadudos, your CAOs and stuff like that. And and Tadawahe. Um Gruca is probably, believe it or not, one of my big sellers here. Um, but I, I, I'm I very specific on the ones I carry because I have a great market up in this northern Iowa. A lot of new smokers. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people that are looking for something different where LH and Blanco make that, Martinez, they make that 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 difference for them. But
0: mm-hmm.
4: it, it's mostly about consistency. I, I, I usually, when I research cigars to bring them in my humidor, I'm very, very very picky. And I make sure that the cigars that I'm bringing in are consistent. Um, that when they come back again or whatever, or they buy multiple ones, that they're going to have consistent smoke with that. Uh, cigar that they're smoking and and that's more important to me because i i, I value that their time and their money that they're wanting to spend here and i, I don't want to waste it so i don't right. want to give them or or sell them or have things that isn't um not worth their time and, and i feel that yeah. the brands that i i i do pick and carry are are, are
0: compatible to that scenario yeah i think Your selection that you have here, there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to come in and find something good to smoke. Um, When I walked in, and you even introduced me to a few lines that I have never heard of before, Uh, Martinez cigars Mm -hmm. uh, and Blanco Blanco Uh, could could you tell the viewers a little bit about those two companies
4: so David Blanco owns Blanco cigars he's an excellent guy he makes a a, a, an actually a great medium cigar across his board um, with different flavor profiles to actually meet different uh, stages of people smoking and and, and, then, and then he also contributes to first responders with the, the buying of the cigars. You know that had a great response for me that you know I wanted to carry, do something for him like that. Martinez is uh, an excellent cigar in New York. They've been around since 1974. Uh, it's a small family-owned cigar company. so they don't make a lot of cigars, but sure. what they do is quality. Yeah. and I have found in his cigars a very nice quality, type cigar, a little stronger, um, much more full body type cigar, and you know, and, and 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 they're sell. They're very easy for me to try to present that as a sellable point to people because they're just things that you don't hear about. Uh, they're a good cigar, like you know, it's it's just like LH. I mean, not like we're trying to nail that to the wall, but I mean, like Nick makes makes a great line of cigars, and it goes from mild to medium to strong, but yet there's such a wide variety of flavor that goes into that that it's, as a owner, the cigars that I'm trying to sell or people that don't know the names, it's much easier when the cigar is very consistent, mm-hmm. uh, easy to smoke, and has flavors that people that may not be hardcore cigar smokers can go, hey, you know, I can taste that. right. right? You know, because yeah. I, I try to always make sure that there's um, signs on the wall inside my humidor that show flavors that you might taste in this cigar. I did notice that, yeah. And, now, and, and and that makes excitement for when people buy the cigar, sit down in the lounge, and they're smoking, you go, you know what, I do taste tea in that. Mm-hmm. Or I taste cinnamon, or the baking spice, and that is really strong, like you said. Or... And that's the excitement for for me as a per, as a owner is that you know look I've pre- presented something that was very easy to sell mm-hmm. uh, because of the way they pre- the way they make their cigars the way they produce them the the flavor profile that they put in them match the more type of people that I have up in Northern Iowa they're more newer cigar smokers and so that's an
0: enjoyment for me and you have not only people traveling from within Iowa you have uh, customers who come from out of state as well yes I have I have customers that come from
4: Minnesota um, being where I'm at I'm at the exact same distance from Minneapolis as I would be to Des Moines so I have people okay. from Albert Lee um, Mankato and stuff
0: like that come out of Minnesota travel all the way down here yeah are there are there stores up in the Minnesota well, Mankato, Minneapolis. Minneapolis okay. Mm-hmm. I know I've, I've gone a little farther north than Minneapolis and there was nothing up there. No, you know, a couple ways. It, it is
4: very it is very far and few between, but, but yeah. You know, it, but you know, I I have people that travel 2 hours at a time to spend 2 to 3 hours here. They 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 find that the the enjoyment of it is worth their travel. And, th- and that, that makes it m- so uh, fulfilling for me as a cigar owner and a cigar smoker that I was able to make sure that I had the right cigar form here and the right brands and then the atmosphere to to go with it. Because take the best cigar in the world and smoke it, and if you're in the wrong
0: atmosphere, it is horrible. 100% agree with that statement. So. It's, and we talked about this a little bit earlier because, yeah, it's, it's – very small town, if you're not familiar with very small town Iowa, it's you might have a gas station, uh, you know, you might have a grocery store. Sometimes the closest commodities are 15, 20 minutes away. And even though you're in small town Iowa, when you're inside the lounge here, it, it doesn't feel like you're in small town Iowa. It feels it's a really actually really nice sophisticated man cave, as you yes. kind of said. Yes, it. yes. yeah. yeah. So, yeah,
4: and it's funny that you say that because that is exactly pretty much when I started this, I was like, look, I'm in a small town Mm -hmm. and if this makes money, that's great. But if it doesn't, then it's a man cave for me and, and I'm ahead from the get go. So I had that mentality when I built it that I built it that I I want to make it as nice as possible, because if it doesn't make it, then, man, I'm going to love being here every day. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 100. So so I wanted to do that. Like you said, I mean, my humidor is not small, but it's not massive either, so I can't just carry everything. So I try to be very, very picky on what I bring in, and so...
0: Well, yeah, and, and that kind of goes to the whole destination of going to somewhere that's kind of out of the beaten path is, you know, I, you might not want to buy that cigar that I could get at every other lounge. I mean, you want a little bit of that there, but not everything. So yeah, I, I can see where you want to kind of pick and choose what you carry.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that's where cigars like LH, uh, Blanco, Martinez, um, the ones that are off the beaten path, I know that there are thousands of great um, boutique cigars, and, and, I, and I'm not saying anything bad about any of the other boutique cigars, but the three that I have here, they're, they they, they uh, do such a great job with the, the variety that they present mm-hmm. to the average smoker that isn't um, experienced that they still get the full flavor of it easily without mm-hmm. having to
0: spend a lot of money on doing so. And you know the product that you carry, you yes. know it really well. That's, I mean, yes. we we were talking just before we started recording, and you were kind of giving me a little class on how to try to find different notes and so on and so forth, and and it was actually pretty interesting. And because I, I picked out raisin, I'm like, is that is that raisin? You're like, I don't know how the hell you got that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: There are some, yeah, there are different ways that I have found that maybe not be. Um, what you call some of the cigar judges might pick out, but I found different ways that I have found to make it easier to try to find flavors mm-hmm. in cigars. Um, I, I find it to be very fun to, to find that and to ask my patrons that come in, you know, what do you, even if it's one they've smoked, what are what you tasting? Because I feel that sometimes when they drink something different um, or when they've eaten something different or even just a different day, Mm-hmm. That they will go, you know. I didn't taste this before. Is this in it? Right. You know, and then and then if I don't know, we'll be more than happy to research that and we'll go <laughs> through that and go. Well, right. you know, believe it or not, that that's not in it, but that's interesting that, you, or it is in there. And wow, well, we didn't. Neither one of us picked it up. So
0: right, yeah. And
4: because everybody's got a different palate, and that's what I love about cigar smoking. And there's enough flavors in different cigars to to. Have that communication between the two, and just makes great conversation.
0: Yeah, which we've had plenty of it today. Yes, for sure. Yes. So, is is there a restaurant in this town by any chance? No, there's not. Mm-hmm. Do they do they have like food at the gas station? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if. You know, oh, I was just going to say because if I want to come, and it's around lunchtime or maybe dinner time or something like that. If there's something that I can eat while I'm here, yes,
4: you can bring in food. You can bring in uh, food. I, I I don't ever turn anybody away from bringing anything in. I, I definitely want you to feel that you know, if you bring in wine, or beer, water, pop, something to eat, you know, I, I have guys that come in here and will work all day, they'll, they'll uh, I have a table, I have a special nook in my lounge that is for, um, um, it is a more quiet, secluded place, <coughs> excuse me, it is not, um, within the community of the lounge, it's more off to the side, and, and I have guys that will work on the computer all day, and, and of course they'll bring in something they want to eat or drink, and they'll sit over there and smoke cigars and work on the computer. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I developed it for.
0: And you, and it's a kind of a game table, too. Yes, right? absolutely. You've, you've got some games over there that you can play, which mm-hmm. which I I actually really like that if you're going to be here for the whole day that you can sit back, either have a conversation or yep. just play some games and so forth. Um, but no food or drink at all in the humidor. That's correct. No, I don't allow... I don't allow
4: anything in the humidor, so my humidor is a sealed unit. Even though it's, you know, close to the lounge and everything like that, is a very sealed unit. I um, I want to uh, create a purity of the cigars. The 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 guys that make the cigars, you know, they spend lots of time developing the the flavor profiles and stuff. And I don't want nothing coming into that humidor that would interrupt that flavor. So when that guy gets that cigar from Nick and Martinez or placentia or anything and they're like you know uh, maple syrup is the main thing in this you know i I don't want it to be overwhelmed with someone smoking or drinking in there or accidentally spilling something it's a pure space Mm -hmm. and and that's how i created it there's filtration systems in there there's humification it's it's all separate everything runs on its own it's not it's literally like a separate building (coughs) excuse me and um and I did that because each cigar is unique, and each cigar has its own flavor profile, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want them to be blended together, because and that takes away from the difference between somebody liking uh, Agruca to uh, Romeo and Juliet, or because they all blended together, because maybe someone smoked something in there or did something to change it. Right, and yeah. so when I, you know, I ordered Spanish cedar, so I had that shipped in when I built my humidor to make sure that, you know, I followed all the protocols of a natural humidor that would create that space and that flavor profile to make sure that everybody was getting the fair shake of it should be.
0: Yeah, it's like when you walk into that humidor, it's almost like a little <laughs> Narnia because you can instantly you smell that cedar. You can, yeah, you can, yeah. you can feel um, the. The humidity and the temperature change, Uh, and you have how many hygrometers in your humidor? So yeah, so I got like five.
1: Yeah, right.
4: Yeah, and in a very small area. And the only reason why that is because I value every cigar, Mm -hmm. whether it's a two dollar cigar to a twenty. I mean, I got a hundred and twenty five dollar cigar in there. It's
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, you do. I value all the cigars, and
4: I want to make sure they're all getting the right humidity, and I'm. I'm constantly in there making sure I got different fans and different ways to uh, make sure that this area is getting enough humidity. And, and, and if it's not, then I can move it to make sure that this is. And, you know, i just got alerts and alarms that ensure that. So that so the guy that wants to buy the $2 cigar gets the same value out of that cigar as if he was going over and buying my $125 cigar. He, he, he's getting the same richness, the same humidity, the same flavor, the, everything that, that was supposed to be put in that cigar, he's getting it because the cigar is kept proper. I mean, that was my right. biggest thing.
0: And when so now this is kind of neat. Um, so people come, they smoke cigars, they take the bands off, mm-hmm. and you do some creative stuff
4: with the bands. I, I do. So... We want to make sure that every patron that comes in here feels a part of our store. So we take the band, so we have a little box, and uh, after they sit down and smoke a cigar, they, they put their bands in the box, and uh, Shauna, she uh, incorporates them in, like, light it's switches. Right and, right uh, yeah, <laughs> light switches. My daughter made a mural on the wall of all the cigar bands. Um so, you know, the family gets involved in it to make sure that everybody feels, so when they come in next time, they'll go, oh, hey, you know, here up on the wall is a whole bunch of cigar vans made in a nice little mirror on a light switch, and go, I smoke that cigar. And they just, it, I, to me, it makes them feel like more part
0: of the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, social media platform, website, do we have that? I do, I do uh, Facebook, Smoldering Cigar on Facebook,
4: I also do one on Instagram. Uh, the The Facebook one is more uh, about the about the store, what what new came in, um, uh, different events that might be coming up. Uh, we have a.
0: Uh, You're gonna make me sign back up for Facebook. Just yeah, so that well, I, know what's uh, going we, I on. do
4: do an Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook page that's called McPuffs, and all <laughs> that. Yeah, and all that is is just guys posting cigars and what they think of it and stuff and. Just people chit chatting on it, I guess it's not really nothing big on that, but uh, it's just a place for people to do that. Hey, I was in Brian's place and this is what I bought, and I really liked it, and so they'll post that on there and other people read it, and then sometimes you know they'll come in and they might buy that. Yeah, uh, the Instagram is just
0: I think that's where we have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. just You're me showing having fun. some videos, yeah. and
4: I was like, <laughs> that's spend, just me you spend being some time working.
0: Yeah. So, yeah,
4: I like to promote on Instagram some of the cigars we got here by doing some fun videos with that. And that's what I do with that.
0: I mean, that's. You do the TikTok dancing? Yeah, Yeah. Mm I know.
4: Just a little bit here and there. But, yeah. And then, uh, smolderingcigar.com. Yep. Yeah, we have a website, and that'll give you all the inventory that we have in the store. So, if you're worried about coming in, because it is a distance, it'll give you a,
0: a layout of the store, it'll give you what's in the store. My next question is, you know, how often does the selection that you carry rotate or change? Is it something that...
4: Monthly, I would say. Monthly? We're adding something new at least once
0: a month. And we're changing, too. You know, I
4: I, I don't keep cigars on the shelf that, you know, I feel that... Take cigar A, and it hasn't sold for quite a while, and, and I'll look at it and go, okay, look, I got enough room for... 600 boxes or whatever mm-hmm. and, and i'm not saying that's what
0: it is but I'm just yeah we're just throwing random again. numbers out there yeah and uh we're not fact checking no
4: please yeah. don't on that because i'd have to go in there and count and it'd be crazy because i only got so many fingers yeah. but, um, <laughs> you gotta take your shoes off yeah, i gotta yeah. take my shoes off and then i gotta bring in a friend and divide by two and all this so it becomes crazy <laughs> so i but, you know, you, t- you take a cigar and and you look at it and you're like, okay, man, that it should have sold, but it, it, just, it really isn't going. And, and, and like I said before, you know, I have a unique group of cigar smokers up here. I'd have to say 70% of them are new or newer to the cigar world. And so they're developing as that comes. And what they thought might be a good cigar ends up not being anything they like at all. And so I change all the time. So I'm not... I'm not dedicated, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, that this ain't working, but I got a good rapport with this guy. I'm just going to keep these cigars. Right. I'm just, I'm just not.
0: Yeah. And you're not a sponsored lounge.
4: No, I'm not like a sponsored so. lounge or nothing. And, 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 I, and so I'm not. So, you know, if, if for whatever reason you take Placentia, you know, and, and they just don't sell anymore and nobody likes them, whatever, then, you know, I'll rotate them out and we'll, and we'll find something else that goes in there. To, you know, and that's a big company. You know, mm-hmm. and, but I'll be willing to do that if that's what it takes because you know it's really about my customers and, and and what they're and and that's why I do that flavor profile. You know, when we check you out, we ask for your name and, and uh, keep track of your cigars. So the next time you come in, we um, I know what you smoked, and if you don't remember what it is, I can look it up real quick and we'll go, well, here's what you were smoking. You had an LH Claro, and and you know you bought two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. So was that the one you were talking about, you know, or, you know, whatever. Or, hey, you know, it looks like you bought all lights. Uh, You want to try some mediums this time? Or, you know, because the whole idea is if you can develop a profile for your customers, this is what I tell them, you know, I just... So when they go to other lounges Mm -hmm. where there might not be the attention that needs to be detailed to a newer cigar smoker, they can go, well, that fits in my wheelhouse. And I know that because... Brian made a profile for me, and and I know that that this, even though the brand isn't the same, as what he's will fit. I'll, I'll enjoy the cigar, right? And so they can yeah. go anywhere then with that knowledge that they developed here and, and be able to buy at other cigar stores without any help. And go, hey, even though this ain't, you know, I, they don't have any LHs here, but I really like this flavor and and the, and the richness of it. It's a medium, and I know if I stay within that. I'm going to get that type of cigar. Yeah. And, and, and that way, when they go anywhere, they can get a good experience. And that's what I want.
0: Yeah. And, and you you definitely do provide it. And I'll go back to when we walked in the humidor and you, you kind of gave us the tour. Like, you know, hey, let's pretend you're a new cigar smoker and, and you know, walk me through your products. You were so knowledgeable and so passionate about it. Like, there were some cigars that I probably would never try but now I'm like, shit, I gotta try it. right So that right there is an experience. and, and different ones me. And I don't
4: want people to be scared of color or how big the cigar is. you know I try to provide information that might help them uh, understand that uh, that they could try something stronger and still be able to pull out of it, um, take their time. you know if they feel that it's too strong, uh, I'm a big believer in setting your cigar down. Talking, bullshitting a little bit. Let the cigar rest a little bit. Let yeah. your stomach and your mind encompass the strongness that you've tried now because you're trying something different. And, you know, I'm a I'm a big believer of you know when I get new people in here, I show them you know how to cut the cigar, how to light the cigar. The the, the you know I, I tell people it's like charring a steak. You know, go into rotation. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get all the levels nice and charred. You know. I, make it romantic you know because that's what it really should be it should be very romantic you should have some kind of
0: relationship with your cigar yeah yeah and like i said a couple times we've talked and it's we've talked about several different things and it was just great conversation even though we've never met before and That's uh, that's again it just adds to the experience and i'm just gonna say If if you have a little bit of time to do some traveling, you got to come up here to Livermore, Iowa. It's I swear it's in Google somewhere. It's on the maps. (laughs) We are on Google. You can you can research us on Google. (laughs) I actually have
4: reviews on Google. We're not that small, but I do have. You can Google (laughs) us. It's Smoldering Cigar in
0: Livermore, Iowa. Yep. Uh, If you uh, right outside, you have a Freedom Rock. uh, Yes, we do. One of the better freedom rocks that I've seen in a while. So we stopped and took some pictures of that. So I'm sure that'll go up on the review as well, just for fun, you know. Um, But no, um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up, Brian. And Shauna, I know you're back there somewhere. I'm here. All right. Um, I appreciate all the time that uh, the both of you have taken today to, to welcome us into your lounge. And uh, smoke some cigars and have some good conversation. Absolutely. And I hope that our uh, listeners, our viewers, our readers on simplystogies.com. I hope they all. I mean, even if they come from Saudi Arabia, I don't care. You gotta come check out the shop. It's a great place. We would love to see you. Yeah, that's, absolutely. that's for sure. Absolutely.
4: So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much yeah. for everything. Yeah. So. It was
0: right. my pleasure. Okay, that's going to end it for this episode of Clear the Air. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. As always, if you want to reach out, comments, concerns, questions, or just to bash any of us, uh, cta at simplystogies.com. Remember to like, click, follow, subscribe, whatever you have to do on any social media platform. Simply Stogies Podcast. That's all you got to look for. Until next time, everybody. Stay
1: smoky.